Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today on episode 26, we are going to talk about two different paths you can take at any time when you're dealing with a bully or other people as well. Uh, the first is to be responsive and the second is to be reactive. And we are working away from being reactive, learning how to respond instead in this episode. I want to give a big warm welcome to everybody who's been coming out to hear the show. And of course, anyone new, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Um, we talk about ways to overcome the pattern of bullying and how to undo it, how to see our role in it and uh, make changes on our end to uh, reduce its impact and eventually move past it. I am a middle school teacher. I've been teaching for the last 20 years. My name's Kelly Sorg and I have been teaching and helping my students deal with bullying as well. And I experienced it myself as a kid. So uh, you're in good company. I know a lot about this topic personally and also professionally. I can't give you individualized instruction or care because I'm not a provider of that kind and I'm also not your personal teacher. So I do ask that you listen with a trusted adult or parent to help you figure out how to work these lessons into your own personal situation so you can um, reach a solution that works for you. Okay, so today's episode is called Two Paths, Be Responsive, Not Reactive. And this episode is about those paths. Um, the two paths are your path and their path, whoever you're dealing with, okay? Uh, when you react, you're going down the other person's path. When you respond, you are walking that person down your path. So with a bully, you want to stop reacting to them. Okay. It's obvious you don't want to go down their path anymore, but you do so out of the habit of reacting to them. It's easy to get into emotional, uh, patterns that you repeat without even really thinking about it. And whenever you do react to a bully, you are heading down their path once more. You're letting them take the lead is another way to, th to think of that. When you respond <clears throat> on the other hand, you are walking them down yours. You are stepping up and taking the lead and they are often going to react to you because as I said, a lot of people in our world don't really know how to respond. They get into that, um, uh, knee jerk habitual reactive pattern that they're used to. And they may never have gotten information about a way to undo that and respond instead. So you want to stop reacting to the bully, um, and break that habit. And not only because you're going down their path, but because of other problems that reaction creates for you. Reacting does put you in the position of being the follower. And when it comes to a bully, that would make you weaker. Um, a lower valued person in their mind and everyone around you. So when you react to them, you are putting yourself in a lower valued position. You're putting yourself in a weak position. Um, but it's bully food, obviously to be in that position where you're following the bully, you're, you're engaging in their pattern in a way that keeps it going. Uh, your reality isn't clear to you or to others, your reality becomes weaker or maybe unclear completely. And you will have fewer standards that you stand up to or stand up for. 
And ultimately you end up betraying yourself for the sake of the bully. We talked about that a lot when we were looking at the stress response, the threat response, and how you can start to do things uh, to let the bully have their way in order to make them more peaceful with you or to, you know, go along with whatever they want or to give them be kind, even though you don't really like the way they're treating you in order to kind of keep them um, from being mean, keep them peaceful. That kind of betrayal of yourself will play out as a reaction as well. So if you're reacting to the bully, you're going to be doing whatever it takes to please them, but because you're following their path, you are always putting yourself in a position of being along with their purpose. So everything you do is really playing into their purpose, their goal, their game. They, they have the home turf advantage because it's all sort of up to them. They're leading the show. All right. That doesn't mean reacting is always a bad thing. There are time, there's a time and a place for reacting And there are great people who are going to be in your life, who, who are in your life now and who in in the future will be in your life. And sometimes your reacts, your reaction to their actions will benefit you. It will benefit them. It will lead to a greater connection with them and improve your relationship. It's not reaction is, is one of many things you can do. And in some cases it's helpful, such as reacting to a teacher's lessons. So if a teacher prompts you to do certain things, take certain actions with their classroom, and then you react by following their directions, you are going down the teacher's path of what they think is the best, uh, way to learn something or our, um, subject or topic to learn about. And it will benefit you in some way from following their lead and, and going down their path for that lesson. Same thing with a parent's guidance. Parent is trying to give you the best, uh, the best ideas about how to move forward in your life or what actions to take, what goals to engage in, um, how to, how to be your best self. And a parent is trying their best, uh, to guide you in a positive direction. So going down their path with them on that is going to benefit you and them in creating a stronger relationship and also hopefully improving your life. Um, even with your friends who are equals, but sometimes your friend suggests a fun activity that you've never tried before. At that point, you're reacting, you are following down their path into a hobby or skill that they're into, and it could make you, uh, have a new hobby or something you're, or a new connection with that friend. Same thing with their personality. You might, you might start, uh, just laughing, oh, you know, unstoppably because they are revealing a really funny side of their personality and you're in a reaction mode because they're being so funny and you're having a good time. But you're also, by being on their path with them, you are connecting with that, with them at a greater level and, and improving your friendship. So you just need to remember that when you react, you are following the other person's path. And that's fine with people who you want to be on their path. If you want to follow their path and be more like them or get to know them better, fine, do it. That's a choice you can make. And that's a good thing. You just want to also be able to make the other choice, which is to respond. Going down a bully's path because you haven't learned how to respond is only going to end up making you feel worse because you want to spend as little time on the bully's path as possible, right? I think you understand that. So the best strategy to stop your reactions, the first thing you have to do is just stop your reaction. 
The next thing of course is responding, but the first thing you have to do is stop your reaction. And the best way to do that, because most reactions are somewhat emotional, they can be actions too. Um, you want to give a blank face, which reveals no emotion and you need to practice that. It's just a neutral blank face and you want to say and do nothing. That is the best way to stop reactions. If you feel that you're very reactive at this time to, uh, upsetting things that the bully says or does, then this is your first thing you have to improve on is just going blank and doing and saying nothing. And then once you can interrupt your own emotional eruption, if you get a really big emotional reaction or you are, you just feel like you want to say something or do something. If once you're able to interrupt that with blankness and silence, that's when you are going to be able to turn everything around so that you can start making a conscious choice. And of course, the choice you want to make with a bully is to respond because responding is leading them down your path. And your path is going to be a lot better for you and ultimately better for them because they're leading people down a bullying path. And that that's not good for anybody, least of all them. They are not going to be able to sustain healthy friendships in their life if that's the way they're going to act. So it will benefit them from following your path a little bit. Um, so how do you respond instead? First, what does it mean to respond exactly? Responding is when you take information from the moment and use it to further your own purpose. So to do this, you have to be present in the moment and not, you know, locked up in your own stress response, threat response, uh, thoughts about what you need to do next, uh, feeling sorry for yourself and thinking that this shouldn't even be happening. All that stuff is taking your mind off of what's actually happening. So you need to be present to the moment and clear on your purpose. I'm going to repeat this in order to respond. You have to be present in the moment to be able to take in all that information that's happening and clear on your purpose of what you want to see happen. Your purpose is your plan or your path. So when I say there's two paths, your purpose, your plan, your path is, uh, where your responses are going to come from and, and where they're going to lead everyone in the situation to. You also have to be hungry and brave enough to follow through because if you are only thinking about this, it's, it's better than nothing. At least you're making the connections away from reaction and toward response. However, to actually follow through in a response and respond in real life, in reality to your bully, you'll have to be, you'll have to want it badly enough. That's what I mean when I say you'll have to be hungry. You'll have to be wanting it bad enough that you are determined to have them go down your path instead of the other way around. So that's it. Basically it's, I, I, I think it's just time to make a plan and you can start chipping away at the steps one by one until you are consistently uh, responding versus reacting. Okay. As I said, the first thing you have to do is stop the reaction pattern. Okay. That is a blank face and saying and doing nothing. You need to practice this in response to everything. It's your first step. It's like the pre step before you even get into making a response. You have to stop the pattern of reacting. Um, you can start this with good things and bad things. Okay. When something happens, no matter what it is, you could be told your parents tells you you're going to go out for ice cream instead of having some big, uh, excitement reaction, just kind of smile, you know, 
you don't want to be rude. They are going to take you out for a treat, but you don't need to go nuts about it, right? You just say, oh, that sounds fun. Or say nothing, just just kind of look at them. And, you know, if they ask, you could say, well, I'm practicing um, having lower levels of reaction to no reaction, but I am excited that we're going to go get ice cream, okay? It could also be a bad thing. It could be getting in trouble at home. It could be getting the wrong answer at school. And that's one of those reasons you want to start practicing making mistakes is that you you can start controlling when uh, unpleasant things happen to a certain degree, a small degree, and then also controlling not having a big reaction to it or any reaction at all. You want blankness and silence to be your default whenever uh, something upsetting happens, especially even even that the positive things, it's it's fine to react to those. But when it comes to a bully, you want blankness and silence to be your default mode. Don't worry, you always will be able to add on to them. It's not like you're just going to start doing nothing and saying nothing and having some blank zombie face. You are go the the plan here is to start with this blankness and silence so that you can build on in a different way. And all the silence and and blankness does is give you a buffer, a little bit of time to decide how you're going to respond. Um they also make you look like you don't care that much like you're bored. Remember how boredom and being, being bored, being boring is a way to, uh, tamp down the flames of the bullies, uh, enraging behavior. And you are looking like you, it doesn't really bother to you and you're bother you. And you're not really in a rush to fix it. Um, you're, not trying to get out of the tension. You're not trying to run to a comfort, you know, any kind of comfort zone. You're just sort of being bored with them and making them feel like they're boring. Like if you're, if you appear to be bored, it's because they're boring and they hate that. Remember that. So all of this is giving you some time. It's giving you a buffer. It's making you appear like, Hey, you can hang there. The tension is not getting to you. They're not getting to you. In fact, you find them boring and you're not having any reaction at all. You act like this and you'll seem untouchable to pretty much everyone around you. If you can pull this off, this is your first step. And a lot of the time, this is all you have to do is just kind of go blank, go silent and let it wash past you and look like you could give a care about it. Right. But we want to get to the plan of how you move, uh, move from non-reaction to response. All right. So the next step, well, let me just say a few more things. People want comfort. Um, and it doesn't mean that they want it to things to be harmonious. What comfort means is they want it to be the way they're used to. They want things to be normal or what they already understand and know. And people will fall back on emotions that are reactive because that's what they're used to. Um, so if you can get used to blankness and silence instead of having a big emotional reaction to the bully, then you're getting yourself set up to respond. And, and as I said, you are going to do something or say something. It's just not what you would have done in the knee jerk reaction, reactive pattern of the past. So the only thing better than comfort or what's known or what's, um, what you're used to is a pleasant surprise. And the responses that you're going to start making toward the bully is going to be that pleasant surprise for you and everyone around you, except the bully. Of course, they're going to be, they're not going to know what to do with it. And they're going to leave you alone most likely because, um, responses are very, very powerful. But 
Um, after you've created this kind of boredom, this sense of boredom, because you did a blank face, you, you, you didn't say much, then you're going to surprise everybody with a sense of thrill that you have done something in response instead of getting sucked into the bully's path. Number two is to get clear on your standards and purpose. You are going to make a list in your journal of your personal standards. And these are your personal standards for how others will and will not treat you. You make a list of how you will and will not be treated. And that's what you live by. And I'm telling you, if you show people how you will and will not be treated, that's how they will respond. They are not going to go against that. If you're very clear about how you expect others to interact with you. Um, and then you need to create a purpose regarding the bully specifically. What is your path for them or what path do you want to walk them down? What plan do you have for them? What is your purpose in dealing with them? Okay. Once you have a purpose, you start to take a leadership role in the situation. The third thing is to have a regular practice of presence. It could be like the body scan activity I did with you a few podcast, a few podcasts ago, the one that's called, um, give yourself what you need, something like that meditations, any activity where you're in a state of flow, which would be things you like to do, things you're good at. Um, and also just listening. If you practice listening to books on tape, you practice listening to your parents without saying anything or your friends, your teachers practice listening carefully. You want to be really good at noticing what is going on in the moment. And part of that is to notice yourself and, you know, through those kind of body scan meditations or to calm down and notice how your emotions can shift, but also just to notice point blank, what's going on around you. What are people saying and doing? After you have cultivated this, this initial set of skills, which is that you want to be able to go into a blank face silence. You want to be very clear about your standards for how people treat you and your purpose for dealing with the bully. You want to have a sense of, um, of yourself and also a very clear sense of what people are saying and doing around you. Once you've got all that, you are going to start to connect what happens around you to your purpose. Okay. The reason is that a response is connecting what's going on to your purpose or using what's going on to further your purpose. Once you know what your purpose is, you can connect it to the bully's behaviors and use it to further them toward your path to get them on your path and make them walk alongside you instead of the other way around. So what you need to do is make another list of typical actions they take toward you and then draw connections between the actions that they take and the purpose you have for them and how you can use the bully's actions. Cause they, they all have fairly typical actions. They, they do the same kinds of things over and over again. So you just need to figure out what those really typical ones are because those are the ones you're going to respond to. And how does it further your purpose? I'm going to give you a couple examples to give you a sense more of what I mean. So for the first one, let's say your purpose is to expose the bully as a giant jerk. And when they say something cruel in front of others about you or to you, you have an opportunity to lead them down that path. You can expose a bully as a jerk if they're acting like a jerk, right? So let's say they say something awful about you. First step, you go into a blank silent face, blank face, silent. 
you listen to what they're saying and notice carefully the others who hear them as well. You, you want to notice who's in the situation. You want to notice what exactly they're saying. Then you connect their words to your purpose, which remember was that you want to expose them as a giant jerk and they're proving that they're a jerk with the words that they're using, right? So this is an easy connection. You say something like, see, every time you open your mouth, you prove what a giant jerk and loser you are. And then they say, I'm a jerk to you because you're the loser. All right, fine. They, they reacted to you, which is good. It shows that, that they're starting to go down your path. If you, if you notice they're responding, uh, they're not responding to their own path anymore. They are reacting to yours. So they say, I'm, I'm a jerk to you because you're the loser. And then you pause, you blank stare, you blink, you sigh, you do all those kind of like calming and boredom activities, um, and signals. And then you add to this a broken record type statement. And remember a broken record is where you basically just keep repeating your point over and over, showing that you're not going to let them move you to a different point. It's another version of responding. Reacting would be moving on to what they want to talk about. Broken record is staying with your point. So you say, I know you think that, and maybe I am a loser, but everyone else can see what a jerk you are. And that makes you a loser too. And then they say, you know, screw you or forget you or, you know, some swear word or whatever. And then you pause again, you notice that you're getting to them because, and the way you know you're getting to them is that they're walking down your path. They are, they are reacting to your response and their reaction to you means they are following you. So you just finish off with, well, forget you. You're definitely a loser now. In fact, you're more of a loser than you are a jerk. Okay. Now you have switched everybody's view from looking at them as a jerk to now that you're kind of looking at them as a pathetic jerk, a loser. Okay. Here's another example. Let's say your purpose is to make the bully think about how they'd feel if they were being treated as badly as they're treating you or others. So let's say they criticize you in some way. They say something about your clothing style. Okay. Something that they cut your clothing style. If they say it's bad. Uh, you go blank face silent. That's step one. You listen carefully to their critical remark. So you, you really need to know what they're saying. Okay. And you notice that they're talking about your clothes and they're not cool enough or they're not good looking enough or whatever they're saying. It doesn't matter. You just need to be clear on what it is. Then you connect their criticism of you to your purpose, which think back to that was to make them think about how it would feel to be harshly criticized in front of others. So you say, so you think I have bad clothes blah, blah, blah. Or you think I'm blank. Have you ever wondered what it would feel like for someone to criticize you in front of everybody like this? Do you want to be criticized? And if they say no, or maybe they don't even respond to you, you could say no. Well, what makes you think you should do it to others then? Yeah. You want to be criticized? Why don't I give you, give it a shot? Why don't I go for it? You're a blank and you, sh you look like blank in your clothes there. Now, you know, and then you just walk off. Okay. That's a response. That's you taking the situation and making it work for your purpose. And then they start to react to you. All right. Now this is another one. The next step is sort of, it comes afterward because it's after the response, but this, the step you need to take, you need to take all of these steps ahead of time and, and really, uh, work your skills, ahead of time for all of them. So 
As I said, for step four, you're connecting what typically happens with the bully to your purpose for them. All right. That's a thing you do ahead of time, but you also will do it in the moment. Right. And number five is to get over yourself so that you don't, you don't do it halfway. Okay. When the bully reacts to you and they start reacting, which they will, they certainly will. When you respond to them like that, they will have a reaction because remember, most people don't know how to respond. So you'll know you're leading them because they're going to get reactive and your purpose now, um, it's the plan that you have for both of you is, is, you know, it's in the works, it's happening. So you responded and now, uh, now you've shown them that your reality is stronger than theirs, or at least as strong. And this is why you need to do some reflection exercises ahead of time. This is why I said number five, number four, these are things you think about ahead of time. And then once you are actually doing them, you'll have practiced because it's going to feel really weird at first to be stronger than them, to get your way instead of them getting their way and to fully commit to yourself. So you, Respond to the following sentence starters in your journal as many times as you like. I'll, I'm going to give you a sentence starter and you can, you can take that one and respond five times to it or just one each, whatever you like, or you can skip some of them, but I'm going to read them off now fairly slowly so that you, um, can respond in your journal. You can just push pause as you do this. So the first one is leading the bully down my path makes me feel blank. So put an emotion in there because. The next one is I see it as possible to lead the bully my way because the next one is I see it is impossible to lead the bully my way because and the fourth is leading the bully is easy because and the last one is leading the bully is difficult because You'll see leading the bully on your path and your purpose is up to you. And you have to remember that you do have a stronger reality to theirs in some way, or they wouldn't have started bothering you in the first place. They go after you for strength. Remember that you have some kind of strength and it's just a matter of getting used to using it. Um, they have tested to see what you're made of. And in the past you may have reacted to them, which meant that you went down their path for a while. And that's, that's fine. That's why you're in the situation you're in with them, but you can always change that direction and get back on track toward your purpose. Anytime you want, you just have to pause, think about how their actions are feeding into your purpose and flip it around on them. And what, after you get used to this feeling of you're taking charge now, you just have to keep acting in that direction. You have to keep the momentum up. This is step six. You have to keep the momentum up and make them react to you and, and be comfortable with that and not quit. You never want to back down. Your response to them is your first action in many steps that are going to be guiding them down your path. It's kind of like the game tetherball. I don't know if you've played that, but the game is that you hit a ball that's attached to a rope um, hanging from a pole and you hit it to go around and around the pole in your direction. And the person on the other side is trying to get it to go in the opposite direction. And whoever gets the balls, uh, you know, the rope wrapped around the pole and the ball tied up to the pole quicker is the, the winner. So, um, it's like that game. If you, if the, if the bully hits the tether ball toward you and you, uh, you know, kind of get upset or get angry that they hit it too hard or it hits your hand and it hurts and it keeps going in their direction. Those are all reactions to their direct direction. But if you hit the tetherball back 
at them in your direction, that's a response. And in that game, you want to hit the ball low so that it goes up high when it comes over their head. And it's the same thing responding to a bully in the game of bully food. You take what they've done and you make it fit your purpose. You take what they said and lowball it. You lowball them. And that is your response. It gets the ball going in your direction. They have it go past their head the first time. And the point of step six is that you keep going. You keep acting in your own direction. You don't respond and then let them respond back to you and then, and then keep reacting to them. That's the whole point. You want to act in your direction. Once you've responded and you kind of caught them off guard and caught their attention, you just keep acting in your direction down your path and you don't let them treat you in the same way as you did before. You go with your own standards. And then number seven is to aim to never react to them again, to not react again to them or go down their path again. And they're going to test you. They're going to try to hit that ball back at you. You have to be ready for their moves. Most of the time they're going to fail. They'll, they'll do something. You'll just sigh. You'll do a blank face and a silence. You'll maybe have to roll your eyes. Um, and then you'll be able to pick up your momentum as it was going before. But sometimes it does hit you and you have to take a little moment there. You have to take a little pause. You will have gotten pretty good at the blank face and the and the silence. So you won't, you won't do anything in reaction to them, but you might have to take a second there to be like, so what is it that they're doing right now? And what is my purpose? Then you find a way to connect the purpose and what they're doing, respond to them, and then continue on with step six again, where you keep acting in your direction. And hopefully with that, you'll get the ball going in your direction and you just keep going and going and going and you fit their moves to your plan you get that ball going and going again, and ultimately you don't have to deal with them. Um, they won't want to stick around because they will find that you are having a stronger reality than theirs. And they want, remember, they want to go find somebody who's strong, but is weak enough to, to react to them and go down their path. So when you show you're not going to go down their path, game over for them, right? They, they have to move on to someone else. And I hope you are able to do the journaling activities and look through the steps and start with this, start with step one. That's having a blank face and a low reactive, um, uh, you know, whatever you say, think, do even your facial expressions, try to keep them as neutral as possible so that you can then start thinking more clearly about how you're going to fit their actions to your plan and to your path. And I hope you have a great week. We will see each other next time.